Jeanette, hi. Hello. So lovely to see you again. It was so great being with you and the MasterCard team of such fantastic women leaders at your event at the Venice Film Festival. Thank you so much for having us, A. And I'd love for you to share with us how that came about. Well, it's always lovely to see you. And uh, well, it, it came about as a journey. You know, you have always been a great inspiration to me and my team, both the women and the men. Uh, and you've always been a voice uh, at many of our film festivals for the great, not only the high quality filmmaking you make, but your high impact activism. So that led us to Venice. And with this team of women, we were talking about, um, you know, the new barriers that women are facing across the world with coronavirus uh, to be financially included, um, to be able to work safely, to be able to be economically independent with dignity. And I remember very well how you and Karen talked about your origin story and the journey that led you to found Pour Les Femmes. So uh, we're proud, proud sponsor of Pour Les Femmes. You're investing in taking the lead in the area of ESG. If you could share how MasterCard is making a commitment to promoting ESG goals. You know, from a big picture perspective, we're committed um, to being a brand with purpose. So we try to do well as a company by doing good. Um, not on the sides, not as a donation, but like in, in, in what we do. And we have a goal to financially include 1 billion people into the digital economy by 2025. We are at 675 million so far, so we're on track. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> um, and, and a very important part of that is, is that, as you will know, is 90% of the global economy is made up by micro, small, and medium enterprises. So a part of that goal is supporting 25 million um, small and medium enterprises that are run by women. Um, and on that note, we're at 18 out of the 25 million. Um, wow. What, it, what are you guys doing to help promote financial inclusion for women outside of, I know, and we'll get into after um, the priceless commercials and, and the impact that that has, but is there a, some other kind of effort that MasterCard can do to help these medium-sized businesses like Poor Le Femme? Yes, of course. I mean, uh, obviously, Poor Le Femme, you know, we're live with our campaign and 32 markets in Europe for whoever wants a promotion. Um, but I think we try to support Poor Le Femme because it's a philosophical fit. It's very high quality, so you don't need to buy it every two minutes to replace. You can keep it. Um, you know, as, as MasterCard, we connect 3 billion consumers to 20,000 financial institutions. So if we can make that what's called in marketing moment of truth, a moment of purchase, if we can make that moment of purchase a meaningful uh, mot, an M mot <laughs> moment of truth, uh, that's, that's something that we, you know, we strive to do when we can. And and for us, Pour Les Femmes represents financial inclusion. It represents helping female inter entrepreneurs. It represents high quality, which also means less consumption. 
because if you have a if you buy one thing that works well and that's well done, you don't need to buy all the time uh, to replace. And so it helps and it hits a lot of the key things that we're working on and and that we believe in, and that's very very important. Um, when when we take a zoom back from an ESG perspective. Um, we also, we're trying to listen to the market, like um, we have what's called a financial uh, um, passion study in Europe. We track what our consumers are most passionate about. And number one is, uh, is cinema uh, and music is second and travel is another. And during coronavirus, even though it wasn't talked about so much, the environment went all the way up to the top. And so that's become a very active passion organically without us pushing it there. And so um, one of the things we've been trying to do is really help facilitate that because in Europe, 80% of consumers, and this was a study done during coronavirus and we're still kind of in it, but uh, during the tail end, 80% of European consumers believe that if brands, to your point, can help with ESG, uh, they should. If they're not down on their knees because of the pandemic or because of cost of living, they should try to support. And interestingly, 60% of the youth segment feels individually responsible for their purchases uh, to be sustainable. So a lot of the young kids that have grown up seeing the world not so easy are making a bit of a paradigm shift and really being more considerate. And they also have less money, so they have to buy quality to last longer. And so the kind of things that we're doing is, for example, we have a, um, a carbon calculator. We have a partnership with a fantastic startup in the Nordics called Deconomy. And that carbon calculator allows you to track every time you purchase how much your carbon footprint is. And then how do you offset it? So those are the kind of ways that we make that moment of truth, that moment of purchase as meaningful as possible. Yeah, it is making the people aware. And I love what you said about the youth, because they are so much more aware because of social media, spreading the word, amplifying the voice of things like this. We thank you so much for putting us on your platform in believability in us and helping us get more reach to the people. Uh, speaking of the Priceless campaign, we're so excited for Pearl Femme to be a part of it. Um, how has it evolved with consumers over time, this priceless campaign? Well, what's interesting is um, it, it, it became 25 years old last month. It's a, it's wow. a, it's a young, it's a, not a young adult, it's an adult. So um, it started 25 years ago. It started as an ad, just another ad uh, of a little kid going to a baseball game with their parent and basically uh, having a hot dog and getting a baseball. And it was basically about, you know, uh, spend, spending this, spending that, da-da-da-da-da. For all of that, uh, you know, you, you, you can use MasterCard, but, you know, having a real conversation with your 11-year-old, priceless. So it's about, it, it was based on an insight, which is, already 25 years ago, which was the time of like Wall Street, like the first one, right? This, right. it wasn't necessarily the time of anti-materialism, but anyway, uh, but uh, the insight of that campaign, of that small ad was 
people prefer to have an experience with someone they care about more than material things. And that never went away. We always thought we'd change the campaign. We always thought it would age. We always, you know, we're doing new briefs for new things. And it just became the soul of the brand over time. My last question for you. What would you like to leave as your legacy, as you lift up and improve the lives of future generations of women? My father, uh, when he was a student in the faculty, he led a riot to allow women to study in the university, and he won when he was very young. And my whole life, he told me, you can do anything. He was always in my corner, but you need to study. You need to You need to perform to have a voice. No performance, no voice. And if we could leave a legacy as a brand to have more women in technology, in engineering, in mathematics, in science. The other side is the philosophy, the ideas. And that's why I think film is so important because, and that's why, you know, we we went to you and that's why we go to Cannes and that's why we go to Venice because it... um, There's no other medium that for two hours, you have to get into someone's point of mind and see their point of view, whether you agree with it or not. There's nothing else. I think both things, technology and good science, uh, if we can leave that as a net legacy, and if we can leave independent film voices that can make the world rise, uh, that would be very, very cool. And if I could add one last thing, if we could make that moment of truth meaningful, the emmat is very important. For la femme. For the women. <laughs>